Hello, I'm Craig Seibert, and I'm one of the hosts of Meet Me at the Table. It's a podcast focusing mainly on Christianity and how it's lost its personal connection to people. Uh, but we want to leave the table open to discuss other areas as well. Uh, we're going to tackle things like women in leadership roles in the church, affirmation of those in the LGBTQ plus community, and racial indifferences. We set the table for all sides to be heard in a respectful manner. What's up, everybody? Uh, so it's been a while since we have been together um, with sicknesses, travel, vacations, uh, everything else. So we wanted to do a little uh, get together after the holiday. And we'll get to the episode and what it's going to be a little bit later. Uh, but before we do that, let's go through each of us, our names, how everything's been going. Misty, let's start with you. How are you doing, Misty? Hey, uh, yeah, I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, it's been a really busy couple of weeks here yeah. at the Cybert household. <laughs> um, couple <of> months. <laughs> yeah, it feels that way for sure. Um, yeah, it's been going really well. Things have leveled out and there's not, nobody's sick anymore. We went through a, like a three or four weeks of somebody in the house being sick. And so thankfully everybody is healed up and back to, back to normal and yeah. It's, it was a, it was a, you know, really peaceful kind of couple of weeks of Craig That's being off and yeah. Yeah. So no complaints. Good. Yeah. You know, the sickness months, those are always the best. Those are always the best. It was also going through our house at the same time, which, you know, yeah, kind of screwed up doing these episodes, but uh, it also gave us some time to, to kind of contemplate what's, what to look forward to and how to change some things. Uh, Craig, how about for yourself? How are things for you? Yeah. I see you yeah, brownies, a brownie shirt and hat. <laughs> we may have won a game. Uh, yeah, we don't get opportunity to wear that kind of stuff very often. Yeah. So you take it when, when you, you beat it. the when you beat the piggies. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta showcase that. <laughs> um, I, I was sick. I mean, she's already said it, but I was deathly ill for two weeks. Um, uh, Max actually came home with the flu, type A, and then mm. I got it. And that's the first time I've been sick in three years uh, since the pandemic started. Uh, you know, mask and vaccinations kind of kept me from that. But uh, I was due to get my flu shot the day that I got sick. So oh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a long two weeks from the end of October to beginning of November. Uh, but yeah, I think I, working up till to getting a break, uh, I was really busy at work. But once I got that break, I just kind of released everything. So it's been really nice to just sit back and take a breather, relax. Um, Decompress a lot of big changes going on in our collective lives here. Um, so we're just mm -hmm. kind of adapting to that too, but yeah, good, good oh, season. That's of good. Holidays. Yep. That's good. I'll, I'll go and then we'll, we'll cut it over to Phil cause Phil will segue it over to the Best next. Last. Uh, yeah. Same, same for us. Uh, we got sick around the, again, uh, around the same time period. Um, you know, coupled that with uh, travel a couple of times um, to uh, overseas and then back here and um, holidays, birthdays, all aligned in the same time period, which is fun for the bank account. Um, yeah, it's been good. I've been able to watch the Capitals win a lot lately and Novechkin, uh, you know, be second all the time. So it's been uh, fun in this household. Um, things have been great, though. But here we are. Phil, let's go. Segway it over to you, buddy. Me. Oh, well, I had a good holiday as well. It was uh, it's fun. You know, it's been busy for us. We didn't get 
sick as much as you guys did, man. You guys have some crazy flu over there on the East Coast, apparently. Um, but no, no, it was a good time. You know, I thought maybe we just quit. You know, I thought the podcast. Just, <laughs> no, we've been talking throughout this whole time, though, but which has been fun. We exchange um, memes on the daily. Yes, we yeah. do exchange. That's true. Yes. Memes. Some yep. of those come out in the uh, the uh, TikToks. So. Yeah. Any chance we get to make fun of Steven, we, we take it. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, we definitely need a little gif of him like riding a Segway across the screen at some point. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So apparently Craig hates the word Segway. So if everyone just tells Craig how much they love uh-huh. their Segway yeah, um, the in the comments, yeah. we'll, uh, I think we need to have Craig really on the Segway. Boy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was going to say like, yeah, because since we were kind of sick and had holidays we just were all super busy we i think we tried to plan an episode before the holidays a few times yeah. and then just ended up not working so um so it's a post-holiday <laughs> get together which is nice but it also makes um, sense of why it makes sense why we're doing a post that's true because we got to kind of reflect on how our holidays were and kind of just um that that was the thing i was, I was thinking about before the holidays and I mentioned it to you guys and I said like what are some things you guys are doing and we posted online too to get some answers from people just to kind of see what else see how common or not common see how similar um some of our changes are because that's one big thing I've noticed is that there is some similarities between people's you know journeys and sometimes it lines up it's like oh we did the same thing um it's just like you know what 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 have we done different for the holidays now that we've left the church or some of us that like, you know, I'm not a Christian anymore or just like in the middle of a deconstruction. That's definitely a very um, weird, weird time. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the last couple of years, it's just been kind of one of those awkward holidays where it's just like, you've got a lot you're working through behind the scenes that you're just like not saying up front. <laughs> that was my holidays for the last like probably two years, um, you know. Uh, but I mean, like, have you? Yeah, because we've actually kind of kept it spoiler free for us, I guess. Technically, we haven't really told each other this. We just were kind of mulling it over. So, so yeah, like for you guys, like have you guys made any like major changes to your holiday traditions and stuff, um, or ex- now exclude things? I guess that would be another. Stephen, you want to go first? Of- yeah, sure. I mean, for us, it's I would say it's drastically changed. Um, for one, we don't go to place where uh, places where we feel unwelcome anymore. Um, we, uh, went to family events all the time. We went to church events during this, uh, time frame for, t- uh, Thanksgiving for, um, Christmas Eve, uh, for Christmas. Um, and, uh, we no longer do that. Um, we have chosen to, uh, put our family in places where we feel completely welcomed and loved and cared for, uh, which for us is the true meaning of Thanksgiving. It's the true meaning of, uh, Christmas. Not to say that we don't uh, feel welcomed by family, but uh, at times it felt that way. Um, so we, again, have put ourselves in, the, in a place of where we feel thanked, um, loved, and cared for. Um, I also no longer have to stress or worry about not being picked for being on Team A of worship team. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, spending five to seven hours and uh, you know, on Christmas Eve away from family, just to be able to do a couple, um, a couple, um, you know, performances. Um, you know, I, I, this was our first year not watching, um, Christmas Eve service. Um, 
our church. Um, we actually had Pastor uh, Kelly Matlock um, and Amanda Martinez on. Um, the church actually folded um, this month, and so it was our first uh, mm-hmm. first Christmas not listening to church. We are kind of taking a break from church right now, now that they've uh, folded, just to kind of give us time to to figure out what we want to do. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this was our first time actually not listening to Christmas Eve. So it was a little bit different, but again, we spent it with friends and um, really had a great time, um, stress-free, but again, things are drastically changed. Hmm. So yeah. So you said like you removed you guys from places you aren't welcome. Was that like certain family members and stuff? Is that what yeah. You yeah. Don't have to incriminate That's... yourself, but <laughs> no, I just didn't. I just, there. yeah. Like, yeah. Cause like, that's a decision we haven't. Yeah. That's just, I was just going to say, that's like really, that's a big step. I was going to say that. Like, I really like, it was going to admire your courage for doing that. Cause I don't think we've even gotten to a place in our life where we're okay of like cutting out like certain family members, if it's, not okay or like we're not ultimate we haven't felt that totally yet by anybody particular but like man like i just (laughs) that just started making me think of like when when's that ever gonna happen yeah i mean is it um is that gonna happen i mean do you do you feel that 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 pressure is gonna come on you at some point Mm, i always felt like yeah like if more of my personal views got a little bit more public that some things might start creeping up like, especially with this podcast, like, and like being more bold to just say what I actually feel publicly instead of just like within like certain friend groups Mm -hmm. and, you know, other people that kind of, cause there was like a meme way back where it said like, why don't you tell us anything anymore? And it's like, unless you get cool with a lot of things real quick (laughs) (laughs) uh, kind of thing. Um, So yeah, I think that's part of it, but. um, Boundaries are a tough thing to put up. Um, it's, it's extremely uncomfortable, um, but it's so needed. It's something that we've really not discussed on this podcast is, is boundaries and, and, and therapy and stuff. And it's something that we definitely want to get to, uh, eventually. Um, oh, yeah. but boundaries are a huge thing that are so needed, especially with family and friends. Um, because if you, if you don't have it, that's when, um, that's when relationships crumble. So with the changes that you guys have made with, family and, and such over the holidays, like how, how's your mental health been? Like, how's your heart been? Have you felt like you were in a different place? Hmm. Was it hard? Were you missing things? I think, I think for myself, um, I miss the idea of a perfect, uh, you know, family and, and friends. Um, but when you're not having to stress about, Oh, I hope that the gift that I got them was perfect. Or I hope that my kid doesn't break something in this house or, or do something that's going to disappoint them or go into a room that's locked and, and, and play with a toy that they shouldn't, you know, when I I don't have to stress about that, you know, we go to places where we feel welcome and loved and cared for um, where before it was, it was, it was a stress to be able to go to certain places um, and to include mm. church, because again, you're, you're putting on such a, a front, um, and an image just to be able to feel loved and cared for, um, Hannah on others on other, you know, that's a different subject. She's, she's in the room over, but, uh, I'll, you know, she can answer that question one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. 
I think I've had like three seasons of my life with the Christmas holiday. Um, I'll actually start with the most recent. I didn't actually have to worry about being on the A-band because I was on the A-band. So I, oh, I got asked sure. all the time. Oh, man. But that, that third season in my life in holidays was really around. And, and I'm, I'm saying that jokingly, but I'm, I'm serious. I was asked every year to play. And while I felt mm. like it was, for lack of better words, an honor, um, it, it was stressful. I mean, it was, everything was, had to be timed out perfectly. There was usually full theatrics involved in the, in the uh, Christmas, um, you know, whatever you played on Christmas Eve, I had a, a, quite the theatrics and stuff. Um, and, you know, I spent the whole month and a half going up to that stressing about making sure I get the, the, the notes right and making sure that, you know, when I'm there that I'm practicing right. And, um, and that's, that's happened over the last couple of years at this church. And even the few years before at the other church, it was, um, kind of similar, but I didn't play near as much. Um, but there we actually went to locations and played. We actually went to a, what was the name of that? Yeah. They um, rented out like a civic center type yeah, thing for a large, which was um, even a lot more stress. <laughs> Christmas Eve service. At the wow. But, church. but I think at that season, again, I felt, and it's because I miss playing so much for that, that I think I'm kind of nostalgic for that, that I really miss being playing the music and moving everybody and getting everybody into the Christmas spirit. Um, the season before that was, very robotic. We went to New Year's or Christmas Eve service. We went or Christmas morning service, depending on which one we wanted to go to, you know, and that was getting up the next morning and opening presents and spending time with family. Either they, my mom and dad were up here at a hotel and we went and visit them or they were staying with us, or I don't think we actually been down there for Christmas, but, um, uh, but with us being so distant from our family, we didn't get that very often. It was probably every other year that we spent with our family. And that was kind of the second season. And, and that, that was heartwarming, but again, felt now I look back on it, it was very robotic. It was very, um, cookie cutter. We did this kind of the same things every year. I knew my dad was going to bring a big box for all of us that had all kind of trinkets in it <laughs> and a card with, with some money in it and stuff he bought throughout the year. Like, uh, like we, we've never had to buy like, shampoos and pairs of soap scissors and, and just, all, just weird stuff that amazing, boxes of things. yeah but that i think that was the kind of the second season of my life of going through that after misty and i got together we kind of went through the motions and stuff and i enjoyed it and i was very it kept me very close to the reason quote unquote the reason for the season um you know i i felt very close to that and my first kind of area of that would been growing up as a young child, you know, my parents always did the service. We always went to the service because we live in a very small town. Um, so we'd walk down to the church, we would go to the, go to the church, they would have a service. Um, they would send everybody home and it would be really late. Like they did a late service. Like it was 11 o'clock before we got home. And, you know, back then that was way past our kids' bedtime or my bedtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get up the next morning, do Christmas so this- and yeah. Yeah. Um, but then at that point in time in my life, though, there wasn't any, like we didn't read Advent a couple of weeks before or the, you know, the month before we didn't um, get up in, in the morning and pray and stuff. And, and, you know, I think that second season, we did a lot of that. We did a lot of reading Advent up until every night up until, and then getting up and kind of saying prayer and stuff before we started with, with um, Christmas festivities. So I think those three seasons have, kind of grown how I feel 
in my connection with Christ. And I think that the pulling away this year has made it, I'm starting that fourth season. I'm starting that season of really just celebrating people more and then my, making my connection tighter with Christ on that side. Um, I think that a lot of that connection with people got left out. A lot of that connection with now we go out, when we go out and eat, we tip extremely well. We, we give way over what we, you know, what is a standard tip because that's our tithing. And I think I've mentioned this before, but that's what we did around Christmas time too, is we went out and purposely went to places and made sure that, you know, we, just we take care of people. Yeah. Just take care of people. And I think that's the big change for me this year. And I think that's going to be a pretty big shift going forward. So I think I'm kind of moving into that fourth season in my, my, my life's time with, uh, with holidays and New Year's Eve is always the same. We, we watch fireworks and, and drink and kiss and we don't go out anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's no, you, you, you didn't come over. Yeah. It's yeah. True, but, I, but our son got to go to one of his first little parties. First so. time for my son being out, <laughs> for him not being with us on New Year's Eve. It first was. time ever. And um, it, that was a little, that was a little jarring. Uh, <laughs> but um, he's at that age where it's time for him to start kind of doing those things. And, you know, I don't know what that's going to, what kind of impression that's going to give on him either is, you know, he saw the last two seasons of my life with Christmas. And I don't know how that's going to shape what he decides to do with it. So, um, but I, I'll let you kind of fill in your side of it, how you feel about it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think that I, I had mentioned to you guys kind of in passing, like, I don't, I don't feel like I have a lot to contribute to this because like growing up, we didn't do anything special. Like we, we there wasn't any religious related festivities like we didn't we didn't do advent we didn't necessarily go to like a christmas eve service or anything um you know when craig and i got together obviously we we kind of we went to church and we went to christmas eve service i i do miss playing uh in the worship band and the worship team for that that big you know event i think i only did it like once or twice but like it, that was exciting to me because it gave me a purpose and a, a sense of mm. of feeling and belonging somewhere. Um, but I always feel like that has more to do with, like Craig said, it has more to do with friendships and relationships than it ever did with religion for me. Yeah. Um, so you kind of, so you kind of came into like the evangelical version of Christmas as like an out, like that was, not normal for you so you kind of like no how because how many or like like the stuff you guys were doing like before you stopped doing like you kind of had like you went to church every christmas eve and stuff yeah. like that too um and then when you said you stopped it just didn't feel strange because that was like not doing that stuff was already normal yeah it, you, like i don't kind of thing i gotta be a, i gotta be totally honest this year was amazing it was stress-free I didn't have to impress anybody. I didn't have to mask to be around people, family, friends, church. I could just be me and we could just be us and do what we wanted to do and when we wanted to do it. And it's been very, very freeing and relaxing to me. That's good. It's been a very positive ex yeah. experience. I mean, um, I miss family again we didn't really like my family's really not 
been a part of our holidays for years. I do miss um, seeing Craig's Craig's parents. Craig's mom um, was supposed to come up, and that kind of fell through. So, you know, I would have loved to have spent a couple days with her, but like I don't, it still wouldn't have really changed anything that that we would have done. Um, I think honestly, the probably the biggest change outside of Christmas Eve services is we didn't do Advent this year. I think this is the first year that usually through the whole month of December, we read Advent every night as a family and kind of reflected on just a short. How long did you guys do that? How long did you guys start doing that for? We had done it for probably six or seven years. Maybe longer than that. Yeah. Because Max was seven, seven or eight when we started. So it's it's heading on 10. It's been a while. And I I, I don't, uh, again, I, I don't really miss the idea of doing Advent specifically i do miss those 20 or 30 minutes of family time every night yeah. so mm-hmm. it's hard to get a 15 year old to focus so it's very interesting <laughs> you know, when, when you were saying that's kind of i feel like a lot of times we as christians like ben, put so many benchmarks of we when when we're fully engraved or in when we're fully in on the christian you know parade we put so many benchmarks of we have to do this, we have to do this, we have to do invent, uh, Advent, we have to go to Christmas Eve service, we have to go to that Sunday after Christmas, and if we don't, we feel that guilt and shame for not doing yeah. it. But when you finally pull yourself away from that parade, I didn't feel guilty anymore. When I do my own little Christian things that I do now, like listen to worship music or if I if I do pray, I feel good about that. But I don't feel guilty when I don't do the things that I used to not do. But when I was fully in that parade, I used to feel extremely shameful or or guilty when I would not do it. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you that I really that after the first day, I honestly felt that when I got close to Christmas, I was going to be so upset at myself and be angry with everyone for not wanting to do it, and I wasn't. I wasn't, and I don't think that. And and for my connection to 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 be still be there. I don't think reading Advent every night affects how my, what my connection is to to religion, and I it, it was very like she said it was very liberating to not hit that benchmark like you said to not well there wasn't an obligation a, to check boxes yeah exactly yeah that's a lot of times what Christianity is is checking a box yep yeah I tied this week okay good I'm I'm good for the whole week hmm. and the other the other kicker with like being full in on the Christian parade is like you said Steve like. then you also are kind of taught to think that everyone is trying to take Christmas away from you, (laughs) that the world is trying to take away the full meaning of Christmas. It's happy holidays now, not Merry Christ. You know, they say Christmas and all that stupid crap. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So like it, like I remember this big uproar, like one year with my parents where I printed out a sheet for the hot cocoa machine and it had like a border around it that said happy holidays. And like my dad was like, no, you need to go, like destroy it. Like you can't say ha- like so and so will be super mad that like it says Happy Holidays because there was that whole push that year of like everyone's. That was when like Target and like the big stores all went from like ha- Merry Christmas to Happy Holidays. Do you guys remember oh, yes, that Red at all? Cup. 
Yeah, Starbucks Red Cup. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, so like it was a big deal just to say like Happy Holidays. It was triggering pretty much to like put it there in the church. And like I just didn't think about it. But like I just remember that being so like ridiculous. I'm like, it's just like, come and on. And it's not just Christmas now <laughs> um, now either though. Uh, I saw a new post this week, the new meme of, uh, for not this week, but during Thanksgiving. They were saying now that we're taking the thanks out of giving because we're doing Friendsgiving and we're trying to take oh. family away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's a reason for that. Like, let's look at the root. People do not want to hang out with their family a lot of times nowadays. They're hanging out with their friends. Or for Chris, they're taking Christ out. Whatever. Well, no. So for me, like for me, I had like a really good, just kind of realization this seat, this Christmas with like the way I was viewed. Like I was more in the Christmas spirit this year than I typically am. I'm usually kind of like, eh, it's Christmas, whatever. <laughs> But I like I felt like I wanted to listen to Christmas music more often and go do Christmassy things and and I was just trying to like kind of figure out why am I why am I feeling more festive for some reason <laughs> even though like I'm removing a lot of traditions from um, that I that I did every year that was part of you know how we did Christmas um, and it just felt more I felt more communal with like people around me. Like it didn't feel like me against the world and I'm protecting our little version of Christmas because everyone else wants to change it. Um, or, you know, cause it's the war on Christmas, all that, you know, di- uh, <laughs> that, that stuff they spew all the time. And so now that I viewed Christmas as like a worldly global thing, people all do it differently and they all have their own um, even different type. They don't call it Christmas in a lot of other places. So it's just, um, and it just felt very, you know, commu- like, I, I don't know. I just felt very connected to the community around me and just felt very, um, and then we just had like a really nice Christmas day where like my wife and I just kind of hang out, hung out for like, from like noon to the rest of the day. And we just had like a, a fire. And it was like one of those times where I just felt like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. It was like a Zen moment yeah. for me. And it was really, um, and so like. I was actually more in the Christmas spirit being away from my Christian traditions um, because a lot of it was a, yeah, I had to hit benchmarks and everyone else wants to take away my traditions because, you know, demons and evil (laughs) deep state, whatever, who knows? So, (laughs) um, so yeah, that's, that's for me, that's kind of been the big change for holidays for me is just, seeing the communal aspect a lot more, not just, yeah, maybe I might be excluding the Christian community now with how I view Christmas, but like, that's a really small majority. (laughs) When you think about it in the reverse, Christians are excluding themselves from the rest of the world, the way they try to protect their Christmas. Um, Well, I've never understood that. I mean, I don't see any reason I can't still say Merry Christmas to someone because it's on their side. If they don't feel that way, they can just say happy holidays to me. And then I'm not offended. And they're not yeah. offended. They know that I feel yeah. a certain way. I know that they feel a certain way. Why can't that just be the way? I mean, if semantics. I, right. So, yeah. And it is. But when, when you're real deep in it, it just, they make it feel like it's not that way. They make you feel like you're martyred. Yep. Um, that people are going to, yeah. And so it, when you get out of that, it's just so freeing to be able to just, you know, yeah, if I said Merry Christmas, it's fine. No one's really, 
No one's really that offended or by it. Or if I said happy holidays, <laughs> nobody's going to be offended by that. <laughs> no, really shouldn't be. Yeah, should, should, definitely shouldn't be. Both That's sides. Interesting. I, Go ahead, yeah. Stephen. No, I, I was just going to say it's very interesting that pretty much all of us said that we miss, in a way, the community because of the whole worship um, scene, um, which is a very common yeah. theme throughout season one was a lot of people who were, when we heard everybody's stories, it was all community that we miss. Um, and also we all felt like the pressure was kind of off. We didn't feel the pressure of having to do certain things, which is, which is great. I, I, Misty, I think for you, you're saying that you're extremely happy and, and felt, you know, good. Like that, yeah. that's great to hear. Like, I, I think yeah. for all of us, like, it's really good that we all, number one, had a great, we, we all weren't sick during the holidays, which was great. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, you were, by then. were you a, were you a typical husband like i am and just lays back i need yes. to yeah, that's yes. me i, <laughs> I admit to it he was like deathly ill no he had like a cold he was fine i was not you'd think he wasn't but <laughs> he was okay i was suffering the whole time <laughs> i admit that he, he was he was sick. he was pretty sick Deathly. but he made it i'm, I'm sure it I'm sure it came off worse than it actually was. I'm just saying. It's okay, Craig. It's okay, Craig. It's okay. No, it is okay. I have one job. I took care of it. Steven, you should segue into something else. Segway. Yeah, let's segue. <laughs> no, I, I, I do want to say, like, it's it's very, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that all of us really did have great holidays. Um, Christmases, Thanksgiving, I can say it too. Um, and that's, we all did something different. You know, we all, uh, Phil, did you go to uh, church last year? I did. Yeah, this was actually my first year not going to yeah. church. So. so I think this is for our, yeah. all four of ours first time not going to church. I mean, last year, I think I did the virtual because of COVID and the year previous, you know, the all the years uh, before, mm-hmm. you know, during COVID, I went, I did the whole virtual thing. Um, but so, uh, sorry, go on. I mean, we're kind of removed from our family just because we're so far away from everybody. Mm-hmm. But you guys are both fairly close. But in setting these mm-hmm. new boundaries in the last year or two, have you received any pushback, any direct, like, especially during the holidays, confrontation about, <laughs> hey, why aren't you attending this thing or why aren't you, you know, participating in this? And how did you handle it? Um, I've received a little bit. Um, I'll just speak for my family. My family, I've heard the they wish that my kids would go to church type thing to be able to experience it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, luckily I will say with my family, uh, the holiday season, um, we don't typically do it on Christmas or Thanksgiving. We do something after the fact. Um, Mm -hmm. they've allowed that just so we can spend time with our friends and, and, or by ourselves if we choose, which has been Mm -hmm. really great. And, and, and I respect that. Um, but, you know, from friends and from the church, no, I've not heard anybody say, why aren't you attending? I think it's very evident why I don't attend now, but, um, um, yeah. what about you, I'm Phil? Just curious. Um, actually not too much. I thought I was having some drama there that <laughs> Christmas day <laughs> or Christmas Eve, but it was just, they were waiting for, to see if uh, another restaurant was open, but, oh. um, <laughs> That's we were a ready for that team, story. We were ready yeah, for we it. were. I know. That, no, that would have been. 
uh no that yeah that was just me thinking drama was going to happen <laughs> but uh but no it was um hold on, hold on, we haven't hold really on, hold on. but you had to have had that assumption for some reason i mean you just well you, they just you just basically yeah, just said you were that was just my... <laughs> um because the only yeah because the only info we had gotten from my parents is they were going to go to christmas eve service and then go have dinner afterwards um, and we said, oh, where are you going to go have dinner afterwards? And they're like, oh, we weren't sure if we we're going to go here or here. And we're like, okay, well, just let us know. And um, we just hadn't heard from him. So we just thought, like, they weren't going to let us know unless we just, like, I don't know. It was like my own weird intrusive thoughts. Playing Hold on, though. But in my I'm, I'm going to step back again. Because that means that that's probably something like that's happened before then to you, right? They've, they've, they've kind of gotten um, into something because they want you there. That's what it feels like when it, all that cold conversation is going back and forth. Right I was going to say, that seems like a deep therapist conversation I have to How have. How did that make you I think that may have happened. <laughs> I know. Tell me about your relationship. Yeah, because I'm not sure. There must have been a situation where that's happened and I'm just like vaguely recalling it. And that's why it, it might not be. It just, it, in my head. I, but that's happened. No, that's been with, can... I've had that in the past. I've, I've also had that in the past. And mm -hmm. Not from my family, but from the church side of, hey, you're going to be there oh, on Christmas sure. Eve, or hey, you're going to be there on, on Easter service, right? I mean, that's you're, we're going to see you, right? And, you know, mm. it, we've got something for you, or, you know, there's going to be a present for everyone that comes uh, in, the, you know, from the worship team, something like that. Oh, right. Yeah, where they've right, made right. you feel like you should be there, or you I have to be there. I never got the presents. Oh, that was the ATM, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's only for the ATM. Oh, it's got like the leftover cookies. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's what it was. That's all the presents were, were leftover food. So well, they were fresh cookies. I'll, I'll though, take a step point. back from Craig, though. I have a question for you, Phil. Um, do you think a lot of times, like, the the thinking of that be, can be because of the deconstruction thing? Like, I, I know, like, mm -hmm. like, a lot of Christians, Christians get very defensive uh, for their beliefs. I've seen this in the deconstructed movement as well, where we get really defensive uh, for our movement and what we think and stuff. Do you feel like the reason why you were feeling like that was because you were feeling like you were being attacked because you did not go to church? A little bit. I think it was part of my like deconstruction brain of just like kind of getting defensive really quick, yeah. like assuming that they were going to like make it a thing that I wasn't going to Christmas Eve service or something. Kind of so, a subconscious, um, like yeah, that's kind of more where I think I was at. Cause I was just like, why aren't they just telling me where they're eating at what time? <laughs> Why is this so, <laughs> um, it ended up just being, they were waiting to confirm if the place they really wanted to go to was open or not, and then go to the second place. But, um, no, there was no weird ill intent on their end at all. They would be like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, um, what was I? So before that, Sorry, um, I interrupted you. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, the um, like expectation of going to church, like we haven't felt that from our family of like, hey, you guys going to church? Like, why aren't you? And they kind of understand where we're at, and they're they're pretty supportive of that. And but it brought up <laughs> the question that my wife and I talk about, like if we ever did have kids, how much are we going to have to set boundaries once once that starts? Because there was just like you know that my dad read the Christmas story. It was talking about the crucifixion and um, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like I was like, I don't know if I want my kids to always have to listen to this. And like, um, like I was we've 
made pretty conscious decisions of like, we're going to keep our kids away from those kinds of situations as much as possible and make, have, let them have those experiences genuinely and come to their own conclusions and stuff. Um, so it just like kind of solidified some like thoughts in our head of like, yeah, some things would have to change within our family boundaries once we have kids. And it's just something for us to think about if we still want to pursue that because we've had issues with trying to have kids and stuff. So well, I think um, having kids drives a lot. Just like it, having kids drives a lot of what you do during the holidays. Yeah. Um, without kids, yeah, you, you sure. really can pull away a lot easier. But with kids, mm -hmm. there's a completely different expectation. Both the kids themselves. I mean, they're if they're brought up anywhere close to Christianity, they you know they understand that that story is there. Um, Right. And it's fed to them at some point in time in some way. So I think that when you have kids, it really puts you in a different light when you're looking at the holidays. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of made us like, it's like, oh, that's, that's like drama that I don't have to <laughs> endure right now that could happen if we, it's just like part of our like pro and con list of yeah. baby, no baby, <laughs> you know, so. Um, and But uh, and then, yeah, and just having that really good um time with just my wife and I that this year was a really good just refresh of removed all those expectations so but um yeah no that's good we got any other did we get some other responses oh yeah um yeah yes yes <laughs> we did. That, was a, that was a great segue well, I have them up ready. well from our own uh our our, our great friend Lola she said, I celebrate winter solstice by giving gifts to loved ones and meditating in the peaceful dark. Yeah, uh, I like it. Hmm. I could speak for Misty on this one. We love Lola. We do. I love her energy so much. If there's anything you can take away from that, uh, yeah, take that time for yourself. For Everyone sure. needs a Lola in their life. And Lola is honestly a sweet person and very i was so honored to have her on our on our podcast for that episode so if you've not listened to lola's story uh go find that it's a really good episode um and then another uh individual said simpler slower paced new traditions and that she is a lot happier um those are just the two that i screenshotted but i think it's great i, I like think new, uh i sorry, like new on. traditions i, I, I like that mm -hmm when we're pulling away from the traditions that we've we've done for years mm -hmm. and and pulling ourselves in a different light and trying to keep so keep that connection i think creating those new traditions is a great way of doing it i think creating a new tradition like like i said with us going out and you know tipping really big for for a christmas gift or something turning that into a tradition i think is really what's going to help all of us collectively that are deconstructing to still, if we decide to keep Christ in our lives, to still have that connection. So yeah, that's a good point you brought out, Stephen. Well, it's a shift of focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just an abandonment. Yeah. yeah. For for us, I will say, just thinking off that, of the tradition stuff, I will say like this, this year it felt a little awkward because like it was so different this year that it was like, I feel like we didn't have traditions. I mean, we hung out with our friends um, and we've done that also like, uh, previous years, but we've always had a, we've always done church and that was always a tradition that we would sit down and watch church. Um, previous years we would go ice skating with a church family. Um, right. so like there, but like this year it felt like a little, in a way, a little, like while it was stress-free and, and we had a great year, 
it did feel like a little bit awkward because it's like, okay, what's going to be the the tradition that fills that void of what we used to do. But um, um, that's for next year to start pondering. And again, you know, it's, it's looking upward and we enjoyed at least our year of, uh, of in a way creating new traditions, not having to feel like we have to do certain things. But mm-hmm. um, does anybody else have anything else to add for the, uh, for the holiday or do we want to segue to our next part of our episode? I think that's when the drum thing should come out. Yeah, I, I'm actually post like the screen that's going to come up at, at the podcast is just going to be hash marks of how many times we said segue in this particular episode. Oh, we can put <laughs> yeah. a counter at the bottom. Yeah, yeah a counter at the bottom. I'll put a counter at the bottom yeah, on the screen. Yeah. That nice. should be my thing. Nice. You know, everybody's been trying to figure out what's going to be our, our our thing for season two. Mine should be segue with Steven or something like that, segue or segue with, with ADH Steve. I like that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what what are we doing next year, Stephen? So I, you know, before we go into say season two, I, you know, I want to take a, just a brief time to kind of you know thank everybody for season one. Um, we did take this time a couple, you know, two three months. As our last episode came out in October, so we've taken a couple months to kind of breathe and figure out what we wanted to do. Um, when me and Craig started this, it started from truly meeting at the table. We went to Bob Evans and met and spoke and had a, a long discussion of our church hurt. And that's kind of how the first couple episodes went. We were extremely hurt. Um, we expressed our hurt. Um, and, you know, as the season progressed and as we had uh, Phil on, then we had Misty on, um, it kind of started mm-hmm. to change to where like it was more just discussion based. And then it was like, okay, we had this long break. What do we do? And what perfect time uh, with the new years to kind of say, you know, what, what do we want for season two? Um, and for myself, um, you know, I definitely want to be a more solution based um, podcast for myself instead of just bitching the whole time, which I'm still going to bitch. I want to be able to have a solution <laughs> towards that bitch fest. Um, but with season one, you know, I just want to thank a couple, you know, a couple of the people out there, you know, we've already mentioned Lola, you know, Misty, you were a, a great um, to have on for everyone has a story. Phil, you know, you two joined us. Um, thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, wait, if people wait, does that make Phil and I the A team? Uh, 18, yeah. Me and, uh, yeah. Me and Craig got I would say, I would say we also, you know, we, we did episodes and we did everyone has a story last year, yeah. two different things. And I think those are kind of end up melding into, to just episodes at this point going forward. Uh, yeah. We talked briefly about that and we did have a lot of people on, we had a lot of, of different people from different Mm-hmm. walks in life. We had someone who was a complete non-believer, um, complete uh, atheist. Your, your brother was on and, and, you know, completely the opposite side of things. Um, I'm looking through the list of our, our episodes. The most listened to episode is Philip Kinnison. What? That's because he listens to it himself. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Just play and read that's it. right. I just, I, I play that to make myself go to sleep. So. <laughs> it works. <laughs> But I think I think I think you're right. We accomplished kind of what we wanted to do with the first season, and I think going forward, we're really going to not make too many changes, but we're just going to kind of refocus and redirect ourselves. So yeah, um, yeah, looking forward yeah. to that. Um, well, before we go to see a little bit more about season two, I, I wanted to go to each of you to kind of say, I know Misty and Phil, um, not as many episodes under the belt, but you are team A, so you better have good answers. Uh, but we'll start uh, from my left to the right. Uh, Craig, what did you learn from season one? Um, I learned that I am not as far into the deconstructing as 
our current team and a lot of people out there. Um, there are a lot of people that were hurt way more than I was in, in the church. Um, I think I was sideways hurt by my son being hurt. And I think it made some heavy realizations in listening to people that we had on uh, and just listening to you, Stephen and, and Phil and, and Misty talking about things and hearing where your walks are. I think I've realized that I am not, maybe I've got a lot more to deal with. Maybe I'm not as far along, but it doesn't mean I'm, I don't feel the same way about your all your feelings, the feelings. Well, and in this you don't group. have to be. No, I don't. And, and that's another thing I've realized is, is everybody's walk is going to be different in this. But I think the final point that I've learned though, is, is there has to be some type of change in the, the structural church. Mm-hmm. The, the evangelistic church is really, it's, it's hurting more than it's helping at this point. And in seeing so many people, both on the Facebook page that we follow the new evangelicals and talking with people here, there's a lot of hurt. There is a lot of people and it's, it's not getting any better. So that's what I kind of learned from season one. Yeah. No, that's good. What about you, Misty? Hey team. Um, <laughs> I think the, the biggest thing that I've been able to take away from this is that I can be myself and I can express my thoughts in a brutally honest and unhinged at times and unpolished sort of way and still not be alone Mm -hmm. regardless of what it's about or how it made me feel somebody else out there shares my experience and that's that's been very I don't, I don't know. It's, it's been very reassuring emotionally for me yeah. because these aren't easy things to talk about. Very so knowing the there, mm. whether it be the three of you who are supportive and loving, regardless of my journey um, or the, the people on Facebook groups or comments on TikTok, or, but, but I'm not, I'm not by myself. And that's, that's been very, um, encouraging and hopeful and makes so no it's good yeah very much so phil i mean you're you might as well go to the next team a member <laughs> Woo-hoo. oh man um yeah for me like yeah i came because i saw your guys's um kind of probe on the new evangelical page asking for people who wanted to just share their story um and i was just i was like you know that sounds like like an interesting thing to do for myself to just spew my my thoughts and just finally get it out there um um in some sort of you know <laughs> tangible way so i did that with you guys and then um you guys just asked me kind of later on like would you want to come on a little more often and just kind of help out and i was like just started thinking more and um because i just was really getting surprised at how much community i was finding outside of leaving church. Like this is my first beginning stages of like realizing these Facebook groups that like have all these people going through similar things and interacting with them. And then um, finding these more progressive churches when I was still kind of clinging on to the idea of finding another church. Um, and, and then we did that first episode um, 
after my uh, meet me at the story one. Or <laughs> meet me at the story. Everyone has a story. Wow. Everyone meet has a story. Goodness. Um, <clears throat> it just um, it like added to that community aspect. Like now, I have a space with you guys to also like find answers and to expand the community and just help people find ways of navigating this deconstruction stuff that we go through. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it can be really messy and really, um, just like pulls you down a lot of the times cause you're just trying to find answers. And when you finally find these communities and podcasts and thread, you know, groups and all this stuff, um, online and even in physical community, I found some people here in my own town recently, which has been nice too. Um, it just really, um, it helps. I just um, helps me. Um, helps me. Oh my goodness! Where am I going with this now? Uh, <laughs> no, it just. Uh, I want to be able to help grow the community by giving people answers and ways of tackling issues that we're all going through at certain times. And I think having more. I think we're gonna th- look at like getting more guests that we can interview that are like really good people that have a lot of knowledge on certain topics yeah. that are kind of big that we all struggle with that there, there are some common things that I think we found that we all kind of struggle with at certain times, um, going through deconstruction. So, um, I'm really looking forward to just, yeah, breaking those down and figuring out like great ways to discuss yeah. it. Cause I think what, that's what we want to do here is just really have really good, deep, meaningful conversations. Yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah, I think for myself, um, I learned a lot in, in that I'm not alone. Um, I felt pretty alone um, in the first couple episodes and, and previous to that on the community. You know, even though there was Facebook groups to go to, um, you know, as I started speaking out on Facebook a little bit more, my friend list started to dwindle. Um, the check-in started to dwindle. Um the invites to certain things started to go away. Um, so, you, you know, you've, I felt a little alone and, and that was discouraging, but as we started doing this podcast and, and started coming out with episodes and, and the community on Instagram, Facebook, um, now TikTok, YouTube, whatever it be, uh, it started to grow. Um, I started seeing the community that, that really just wants a voice. Um, and, I'm, I'm honored that I'm able or, or proud and honored that we're able to at least help some or, or be able to discuss with people and be able to have people have a platform to come speak on. Even if it's not a big platform, we're able to give people a platform to be able to speak about their hurts because that's what I wanted. I just wanted to be able to speak about it. Um, and I didn't feel like I was given that opportunity. So I learned a lot. Um, I'm really happy that um, we were able to do the episodes we were able to do. Um, while it ended um, probably faster than we thought, you know, being able to go from season one to season two, whatever it be, uh, um, I'm really glad and, 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 and happy that we are kind of ending season one because, again, that mission was just we were hurt and wanted to discuss it. Now with season two, we can look um, at providing um, a better platform for people where we can provide more attention to it, um, get some guests on that are going to be able to help, be able to maybe potentially talk with therapists um, talk about boundaries, talk about purity culture, um, how the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ uh, plus community has been truly ostracized by um, the church. 
um, talk about uh, social injustice a little bit more. Um, we kind of stayed quiet during certain topics uh, this year or during this season, just because it really is a Misty said this. It's, it's uncomfortable to, to talk about some of these things, um, especially when you're newly coming out of not, you know, being part of the church, um, you know, so that's at least what I hope for season two to be able to come out and, and discuss some things a little bit more um, and shed some light on the shit underneath the rug. Mm. Yeah. That's deep, Steven. Hey, I think I think I segued that pretty good. You did, you did, and I think you've summed up really kind of the end there of what we want to do going forward. We just want to help. Um, yeah, you're right. We were we were spewing a lot when we started, but it was because we were fresh and raw on our hurt. Um, but I think we're moving forward in the right direction. So, um, yeah. do, do you want to show off your awesome. T-shirt? Do you, do you have a, a shirt you want to show off? Or something? yeah, so we do. Um... You know, speaking of uh, season two, um, I, I had a friend uh, make these for us. Uh, we have a couple that we're going to be uh, selling. Um, Is there like a metallic gold? Yeah, no. we need, you need to leave that up just a little bit longer. There like, you go. I don't have a shirt. Yeah. How'd you guys get a shirt? The A team has. Wait, is that rainbow colored? Rainbow. It- is it? Oh, that would. Is it rainbow? It looks like it in the it table. The way, the way it's shining, it looks. The like video quality on my end is really choppy, shining. so it's hard to. Um, so we'll we'll post those soon to sell. Um, we are not in this for money. Um, the no. money is not going to be at all coming to us to make you know anything. Uh, my goal with this, and I've spoken with both uh, with all you guys about this, is is uh, naked pastor said that he would make us a cartoon. Um, so my goal is to be able to make enough revenue off these shirts to be able to have naked pastor, make us a, uh, a cartoon and then have him come on an episode to discuss, uh, discuss it. Um, so we'll be posting those uh, closer to the launch of season two. Um, yeah. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, naked pastor has a, like a really good online Facebook page where he posts a lot of art from like church trauma and deconstruction stuff. Really, really good stuff. Go check it out if you haven't. Really good. He's a <laughs> former pastor. I can put the links. I can put the links in the notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he's that's kind of a the term "naked pastor" and passing could be like. Wait, what? Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. Do you have naked some naked pastor. guy make us a poster? Uh, just <laughs> go to Google and type in "naked pastor" no. and look at the no. images. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, things will even. will come up that you'll enjoy. This, this is why really Steven's on the show. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be posting some stuff like that. And, and, and season two, it's not like it's going to be in six months. Um, we're hoping to, to launch some things here soon. Um, before we close though, I, I have a question I asked you all before uh, the episode. Um, you know, maybe we shouldn't do a season two and, and, and sometimes there's, uh, movies that shouldn't get a second movie, but there are some movies that do deserve a sequel and never have. Um, I would like to say that we have a, a podcast that deserves a second season. Um, but what are some movies that, that just like us, deserves a number two? Wait a minute. Who some movies? You only told me one. I, I, I can well, pick like 15. This is I the have, first time I'm hearing this. Well, oh. well, you have time to think because I won't pick you first, Team A. <laughs> um, we'll start so with gonna, Team I'm C gonna, this time. I, I'm, I'm going to date myself a little bit here but I, I hopefully everybody has seen this movie in this podcast maybe not but because it's it's out there but i think stand by me needs a a, a sequel never saw it. i think we need to see where they are now 
Like, see, no one's ever seen it. Look, the people that are older that listen to the podcast will get it. Move on. No, it sounds familiar. I think I've seen it, but it's just not, I'm not. I have to like see a trailer to refresh my memory. Who's in that? Can Will, you give us an overview? Will Crusher. What's his name? What's his Wesley Crusher? Wesley Crusher is in it. Will Wheaton. Well, I think that destroys your odds of not getting a sequel. Will, so. You guys know who Will Wheaton is. You guys, I mean, come on. He has seriously. a great Tumblr account. Yes. Okay. Yes. He was in that movie. Oh. It's oh the little kids. Yes, it's like a little kid coming of age thing. Yes, yes, and by me. Yes, by the railroad tracks. You want to see a dead person? Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I, I do not. <laughs> no, no, I'm mean, gonna the line too. from the movie. Come on. Craig's creepy. Who's next? <laughs> Craig, uh, I don't have Steve. I'm scared to say the one I put in our chat earlier. Uh, oh no, I think you should. What what, what movie deserves a sequel, <laughs> Phil? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just, you know, there already was a let sequel. Me, let, me set the stage right? let me set the stage for you. This podcast is very serious. We we really take people's feelings. <laughs> we really take people's feelings. The podcast is really serious. We really take people's feelings and their 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 discoveries journeys. and their journeys in in to heart. But when we talk amongst ourselves, we have a, a group chat where we talk amongst ourselves. It is. Unhinged. Unhinged is the best way to put it. So this is, it, it, you, if, if you if you want to stop now at the podcast, you can stop at the podcast because it's going to get, it's going <laughs> to go left here. But yeah, it was, it was, it, it about made me cry. I laughed so hard, to be honest with you. Phil. Oh, I was like, uh, what about uh, Passion of the Christ? <laughs> yeah, that deserves a sequel, right? That deserves a sequel. How I mean, would that look? Um, I don't just read a few chapters more in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there would be a lot of. Uh, I think there'd be a lot of John. The Passion of the Christ too. A lot, the return. A lot of, a lot of Paul and John. Well, isn't that just the left that behind? Was, yeah, I was about to say that's uh, that's a left behind man. We got Kirk Cameron. Uh, he came back. Uh, <laughs> oh lord! Oh, so think about it. We did get a sequel. You got one, Stephen? Definitely worse than the well, original. Well, Phil, do, do you actually have one that deserves a sequel, or is that is that is that what you is that what you're going with? Oh, man. I, I get real culty about this stuff. I'd probably be like, uh, like Empire Records. Did you guys ever see oh, that movie? Yeah. That would be a good one to have. That yeah. is good. That's a good joke. Yeah, like just that. like a sequel of like now that the other guy owns it. Well, not owned by the. And that the industry has changed so much. Yeah, that would be really good. I could mm-hmm. go for that. What? That's all I, I, I would watch that. I would watch. No that. one knows what that movie is. Are you serious, Steve? You don't know this movie? I was like twelve. Don't listen oh, to it. You're a musician too. That, it's you so good. Like right? That's like so double good. fail. It's I, I'm very honored that you called me a musician. Thank you very much. Thank you, <laughs> Team A. I appreciate that. Rex Manning Day. It's Rex Manning Day. Well, I think my movie is the best, and I'm gonna keep it in the same era as Craig, uh, with oh. a 1987 film. I think Spaceballs deserves a second movie. Um, I think just off the fact that it's it was a parody of Star Wars that you're right. I think it should have something to do be, so because of the way good. Star Wars. I, I, I could wait, s- wait. So who would play Kylo Ren in your new Spaceballs like sequel? Do you have like actors lined up for this? Oh no, because no, the- I haven't thought about that. Jeez. Well, yeah. Who's the Who's the Walmart version of uh, Adam Driver? Walmart version. <laughs> if you ordered him on wish.com. 
I don't know. I haven't thought that that far. I don't. I don't know. Did we go as actually? Far if as you like, watch baseballs recently, you'll re- it really it doesn't age the best. Oh, baseballs is <laughs> to be great. Do, do we do we go with somebody odd that that has done both comedy and series and get uh, Krasnick from Office Space? Ooh, or not Office Space? Ooh. The Office. John Krasnick from The Office. I think that's Jim, Krasinski, whatever his name is. Yeah. From The Office Space. Office Space. The Kieran, Office. Kieran McCulloch. Kieran McCulloch. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that one. That was a good one. I think another good one would be The Goonies. But I, I don't know if that's one you touch. Oh. Um, no, I wouldn't. That would that be one. good. No. No. It is a, it is a good one. Well, I thought this would be fun. Um, Missy, have you figured have you figured out one? I know you. you uh, know, yeah, yeah, I got oh. you. Oh, wait, hold up, Phil, pull nice. out your drum. We got to get the drum thing, man. We got to get the. It does. It does. It makes it better, especially if your movie's my fancy hand drum and it plays very mellow tones. Yes, it's like nightmare before Christmas. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
follow us on all of those just because we, we do try to post regularly on there. We should get feedback on those platforms as well of what people would like to hear or see yeah. Yeah. for, you know, episode oh, yeah. ideas. Is there something particularly that you're struggling with in your deconstruction that you'd like to talk more about or something more like life. that? Yeah, make sure you make, make sure you leave reviews because that, that, that helps it get out to the people that, that need it to. Um, yeah. The more you leave reviews, the more you, you vote things up, the more you talk and have conversations that gets our podcast out there for people that really need it. Yeah. Um, uh, Stephen, where, where can they find us? Email addresses, websites? Yeah, so email is uh, meet me at the table podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you just search meet me at the table on any of the social medias, it should come up. Um, some of them are meet me at the table pod. Some of them are meet me at the table podcast. I'm sorry. I know I should memorize these and I still haven't. Um, but you should be able to just look us up at meet me at the table. Um, we're on any of the platforms to be able to listen. So Spotify, um, Apple, um, yep. whatever you, wherever you listen, you just look up our meet me at the table podcast and we'll be able to be there. Um, in fact, you can find all of our links at meet me at the table dot show. Dot show. Thank you, Jeremy oh, Duane for setting that up. Thank you, Jeremy Duane for setting that up. Wow. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys, for having a good uh, conversation on holidays. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for meeting yeah. me at the table. Yep. Everybody have a good night. Bye. Peace.